0: Chapter 48, Am shachayan Volume 1, we're on page 83. I'm going to do a little summary, especially of the end of the last chapter, 47. Mem The Rebbe Rashab here is finishing up some key elements to the puzzle of what exactly is Er Pnimi. Pnimi means the integrated energies that manifest in containers which is the essence of all existence. The way existence was shaped is that there's energy within container. Everything has energy container. Whether it's letters on a page and the ideas within the letters, whether it's a body and a soul, whether it's an appliance and its function, form and function. Whatever it is, everything has. It's both a body, an outer dimension, an inner dimension. And and they they are symbiotic. They work like hand and glove. They become one. That's integrated energy. That's that's what defines the structure. That integrated energy also determines the gradations, myelomata, higher and lower. Which means that there's diversity. It's not just an equalized thing. The energy flows in different degrees, manifests in different ways, and so on. By contrast, er makif does not have those properties. Er makif is a transcendent, not a permeating energy, it's a transcendent one. It surrounds. It's an equalizer. The faculties of the human being are er, eris primim, are integrated energies. The will of a personal desire is a makif. Makif is not, if we had makif alone, we would not have a structure of existence as we know it. So... And, and as I said, in finishing up and understanding what the Zer Primi is, the explains that being this is the plan, it's rooted all the way up in even in the energy that's before the Tzimtzum, that God envisioned and desired such a structure. That is what we call the Ten Hidden Spheres. The ten Hidden Spheres. Or, Shir Atzmei Bekeach. God envisioned in a sense uh, prepared himself um, set aside defined a definition of what existence would be like then there's the Tsum, in order to conceal the intensity of that level especially being that it's still connected to the infinite possibilities and then it comes finally as these energies manifest in containers now um, So, we take away the need for a structure, the, the desire for a structure of the worlds, you don't have a don't. there's no need for it. There's, not, not even, there's no possibility even there. So the whole thing is based on that there's something that's desired because divine so-called personality on its own is just is not, is not defined by structures. And therefore, the ilmus meaning the world, the Seder Stashos, the structure of existence, is what defines, and that's why there are ten spheres in the first place. As he said, that's the reason that Lula Elim they wouldn't be this whole, all these levels. So the ten spheres are only the Tzedek Elim is the words he uses, the And he demonstrates this with the Zehar, a Zayah that makes it clear that the whole thing is only because the only names that you use in God, all the ten spheres, are all about the relationship with an existence. So the spheres don't have any role without a relationship with something outside of them, which is the existence of structure. This is the key thing that he's now discussing. So in the previous chapter, Mem Zayin, he went deeper into it. After explaining that Malchus amid this, there we understand. There's no there's no uh Malchus is without a relationship with something else. It can't be kingship without a nation, it can't be leadership without people, without another entity. And emotions are not will, will dissipate and have no purpose and will not exist if there's no one to express their emotions to. But now we're talking about, in the last chapter, what about intellect? intellect he made it clear that intellect is not is is you, can exist even without another as opposed to emotions and malchus so what is its role and how does that work clearly it also is not necessary God doesn't need a mind to function the essence of God is, is all self-contained intact and so on so clearly the maon is also let's say the is. that's Isaiah says that's this, clearly even before the explanation, the question is, what, what is the meaning behind that? What is, the, what is the meaning and understanding of that? That the sphere, as we know, would not be necessary unless there's something outside. But Meichen doesn't function with something outside. So, does not need something outside. So, how is that understood? So, basically, even before we get into an explanation, clearly, this they play a role that's, that's also connected to existence. Because even though... As I mentioned, even though moichan intellect does not need someone else, but that does, but it also does not mean that uh, it negates someone else. It still is a it is it is a revelation that is going to have some impact on someone else. In other words, if a teacher, even if he has to be on his own as he concentrates or contemplates on the matter, afterwards that will help him teach someone else. So moichan is not fundamentally, so-called, apart from others. So you talk about Atmus, God, you could say God has no connection, no relationship. You want a relationship with others, that's the spheres. So the spheres, the whole spheres, the purpose is because there's going to be a relationship with another. So you clearly see that Moichen is also ultimately connected to a relationship, but the question is how? So now the Rebbe Hashab quotes the Pardis. And the Pardis says that even Chachma Bina, even intellect, is also the Pardis is explaining the Zohar so we have a source that also Meichen also intellect is also for the Tzerich Elmas so first the Rav attempts to explain it I won't say attempts he actually explains it that the purpose of Meichen is not for the world directly but it's for the Midis in other words emotions are what govern the existence because emotions have a relationship with something outside of itself but for emotions to be balanced Pnimim Internalized, integrated, and not just wild emotions, and not just uh, um, feelings that are have no uh, have no uh, settling element to them. You need to have my. That's the initial explanation. As an aside, he explains that primi is the element, the function of midas is more primitive because it feels something, it connects to something, it's more internal in that sense. But fundamentally, midas are more of a desire, like he says, a Rotson. And Meichen is what creates real integration. You know, you internalize it, and so on. So Midas without Meichen would not be properly internalized, basically. Emotions without intellect. But then, it continues, that the Pardis, it appears from the Pardis, no, Chacham is not, intellect is not just to help the emotions be internalized in their relationship with others. Which simply means, for example, a person could have a feeling to someone and if it's not thought through, the feeling could be a very wild th- feeling, it can be unbalanced, it can be obsessive, it can be uh, distorted, and so on. That also the Meichon themselves have a role in their play- relationship with others. And here, he explains this by, by saying, by understanding the purpose of atzillus. And here's really where it comes together in a beautiful way. Atzillus, the purpose of atzillus is for there to be an interface, So a world like ours is not self contained, it's not airtight and can never reconnect to its source, to the divine. Without Atsilis, the divine would be in one world, concealed and hidden from us, and we would be left to our own resources, which are very limited. We could reach some places, but it wouldn't be very high or very far. To have divine experience, Atsilis is a necessity, because Atsilus is a bridge. It's an interface that brings God into the terms, on our terms, of a structure. And that, expressed in two ways. The structure that we said of existence of epidemi, what do we say? That everything is made up of a structure of energies and containers. But, but generally, it breaks into two categories cognitive skills and emotional skills. We use our, our minds to contemplate, to understand, and we use our hearts to feel. That's the structure. So, both those elements need to be permeated with a divine experience. Not just we should feel excited about something that's spiritual and godly, but also we should understand. So, the, the Midris of Atsilas reveal, the, allow us to have an emotionally divine experience. So, not just an, 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 an experience of emotions that relate to material things and to worldly things, but we actually could have, as he says, a spailus aliki excited about something that's divine. Again, if there was no atzillus, no medes of atzillus, you wouldn't be able to, you'd be excited about the material things, about food, about money, about honor, even about maybe intelligence, but all in, in a worldly context. Think of animals, for example. Animals, do they get excited? Yeah, they get excited when they hunt, and they they make a kill. But even that, you don't see them celebrating. They do what they have to do. Because the animal never seen, like the Friedrich Rebbe says, and animals walk on all four. Physiologically they're structured that way, because they don't have that divine dimension. They don't have a Tzala like in them. They're God's creatures, and they praise God, and they connect to God, and they serve God. But to say they get excited about godliness, no, a human being can get excited. How do we get excited? Why, we're also mortals, we're also human beings. We get excited about good material things, because there's Middas of Therefore, we can have a mida, emotion, but it's atzilus, so it's, it's divine world. So that opens the door for us for a conscious, actual conscious divine experience, not a concealed one, not mushteres, not and so on. What about intellect? Can we comprehend something that's divine? That's because there's meichin of there's chacham bin of That's some explanation. So there we got the real interface are working, how intellect and emotions, which on our own could be very very uh, um, mundane, are now a divine dimension to them. And now comes the next section. And here I want to elaborate some more here. But I think after stating what I just said, it will be a lot easier to relate to. Then he starts with of HaPardas. So the bottom of the two-thirds on the page. The pardus says... That before the Middas extended, before his must God conceived in his essence and in his wisdom, in the comprehension of his essence, because he and his essence, he and his essence are all one. He and his wisdom, rather, are all one. So somewhat of an abstract statement, but it's the same part this, that's talking about how Meichen is necessary for the worlds. So this part of this really needs an explanation. First of all, what does this mean, this line? Before the middits, before the emotions, he conceived on his own, and he and his wisdom are one, essence. And what is it relevant, most importantly, to what we just discussed? We just said the reason there's Meichen intellect is in order for us to have divine contemplation, divine comprehension. So what's going on here? So he's very, very dense and very short here. But I spoke about it very, and summarized it yesterday. We learned it quicker. I want to just break it down. She says... What is this, what is this, this referring to? What does this mean that before he extended his emotions, he was thinking in his mind? You know, on an obvious level, does God need to think about something? Clearly, it's talking about the earlier part of the structure before the Midas began... Just like we first contemplate and that awakens an emotion, God too made it that way. Not that He has to have it that way, but that's part of how He wants existence to be. So He says, Neither that that's mabina and ain't say Baruchu. He doesn't say it specifically, but just to make things easier to understand, I would say this is Binah of uh, the Essesphere Sagnuzis, the Ten Hidden Spheres. The only reason I think He doesn't say that is because, remember, according to the Pardis, are the root of the containers, not the root of the energies. And according to I.M. Bez, he's going with as the root of the energies. But still doesn't mean that he negates the paradise altogether. There is a concept. But the paradise would say, Chacham Bin is the Kalin. I'm just saying that as an aside. But based on the Hemshach and the flow of what comes afterwards, clearly, I'm just saying it because, we let's go back to Shirat Tzmei God, with the artist envisioned in his mind, A structure. That envisioning has ten spheres in it. One part of it is the Gimel Roshenus. We call that either Keser Chach Mabina, intellect. Or sometimes Chach Mabina Das. I think here it's more Keser Chach Mabina. Gimel. And Zayin Tachtenus is the emotional part. And we said the emotional part is definitely understood That's it's relationship with something outside of it. Here we're wondering about the intellect. So we said the intellectual part gives us the ability to comprehend the divine. What is that in its root? It's God thinking to himself before he so-called manifests in emotions. That's before there's this Pasho this But this requires some explanation. What does this mean, there's God thinking to himself? But if you think about it, it's literally almost the same words. When he says, Shir Atzmei what does that mean? He say, the divine Shir Atzmei, he measured within himself, he, def- he uh, designated within himself a space, the potential of what is going to come afterwards. So he doesn't there he doesn't say the word machshavah, but we said you know machshavah no emlech ole beretsene. There is an element of um, intellectual there because it's like he conceived. Think of an artist when an artist is conceiving of an idea, you're not just talking about an emotional feeling. He's planning something. A plan is an a plan is already an intellectual process. So God's plan is this Chochmah within the so-called Godhead, in that essence. I'm explaining a little more than what he's saying, but it's just, just to round it up, because this is what he's been discussing till now. And I believe the reason that Ereshab doesn't feel, doesn't elaborate line by line, because he's relying that we learn properly everything till here. So if you fill it in, what we're dealing with is Chochmah Bina, and Eint Baruch. Now to explain that further, he quotes an Egedes Kedish. which of course I opened up. The Geras is actually Kuntra Sakhra which sometimes is referred to. You know, Tanya is made up of five sections, right? You have um HaMorim, Sefer Shalbainim. you have Shaykhud Vamuna, you have Geras HaTshuva, then you have, the first three were actually, um, the first three is, uh, then comes Igris and Geras This is collected letters that were collected later in the later editions of Tanya. And they were included, the Then there's Kuntrasachan, which literally means uh, the last Kuntras, uh, the last uh, manuscript. And that is more letters of the, of the Alter Rebbe. Sometimes, the Geras is refers to both the fourth and fifth section. So when he says the Geras he means Kuntrasachan. And it's the that begins, David Zmiris That David called Teira Zmiris, songs. It's in Tanya, as I said, page 161a. So, just briefly, what does he say in Tanya? He asks a question Why was David punished? Because he called the song, called Taylor's songs. And what was his punishment? <coughs> that he forgot something, as the Talmud says, he forgot something that every child knows. How are you supposed to carry the aron? When they carried the aron, the, the Ark, they, they didn't carry, like four people carry the, the four different corners of the rods, they faced each other. Because you can't stand with your back to the Torah, to the ark. So they faced each other. That means two people walked actually backwards. David forgot that. Masa Aram he forgot how you carry. That was a punishment for him calling the Torah song. So the altar asked the basic question, what's wrong with Taylor calling Torah song? And the answer is interesting. The answer is, nothing wrong, Taylor is song in many places. But here, with David HaMelech was holding, he should have appreciated that it's not, the Torah is much deeper than just a song for us. It's not our pleasure. It's God's pleasure. And he uses there the expression in explaining it, the union of Yediyas Atzmi. That there's two parts to Torah. There's how we learn Torah and we have pleasure when we learn. That's Midas, that's songs. Beautiful. But then there's How the Torah is God's Pleasures and delights. So when we say the Torah is is is, is pleasurable or a song, it ultimately means we have a relationship with it. We connect it. David Melokh was 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 on this subtle level. The mistake he made was at this point he should have appreciated that it's not a song to you. It's God something that's something that we can't even relate to. It's beyond us. It's the way God knows the Torah as He says the Loshon there. Now the expression Yediyas is actually brought from the Rambam. The Rambam, Maimonides, in the book of Hilchus Hosei he speaks away the difference between how God knows and how we know things. So when we know something, we know it from outside of us. I know you're sitting here. I see, it, I see a tree out there, so I know it exists. The tree is not inside of me, because we're all creatures, and creatures relate to everything from the outside in. God, who is, encompasses all of existence, how does He know there's a tree? So the Rambam says, In knowing Himself, He knows everything, because everything comes from within Him. Now the Rama obviously is not speaking the levels of Chasidus in Atzmus and so on, and that's why you look right away in the beginning of Tanya when he talks about. It, he brings the Hagor, that hagah uh, that the chapter um, two of Tanya. There's that uh, hagah the gloss, where he says that the Rambam is speaking is already in Seder Yishtal That It means how God is who amadu Yedea, or God manifests in knowledge. Everyone agrees, he says, that there's a level that's beyond knowing. So when we want to understand how God relates to existence, so-called on our terms, he knows us, even there he's not like us. He knows us like not, not like we know each other. He knows us by knowing himself. But obviously there's a state in Atzmus where even that's not necessary. So the Chesedah speaks about Yudaya and Yudua. Yudaya is how God, for example, uh, relates to existence. Yudua is beyond and he doesn't interconnect, but he, everything is known to him. But to go back to the discussion here, what we know for clearly is, is that there are three levels at least. There's one is Atmus, that we're not really discussing here, that's beyond all these levels, beyond knowledge and so on. Then there's God as He knows Himself. Now, of course, it's hard for us to, how could we talk about God knowing Himself? If He knows Himself, it's not us. But we can relate to it through the process of elimination, to know it's not like ourselves, and we can relate to it through examples, because that's also part of what Atsilas did. Atsilas gave us the ability to contemplate on the divine, and we could imagine it to some extent by using examples from ourselves, which He's going to do in a moment. So what's Yidea, Satzmi, Yidea, Tera? It means, that's how God knows. Now that he knows himself, and through that he knows what it says in the Torah, which is his blueprint, because Torah and him are one. And that's the meaning in the Pardis, that huve, chachmosi, So there's a state where there's hu and chachma. There is chachma, but it's all within God, within himself. So if you think about it, that's exactly what Esau Sfira Sagrus is. It's the artist, or the architect, whatever you want to call it, conceiving in his own entity, Already a a level that's called conception. Does God have Sviris? God forbid. He doesn't need Sviris. He doesn't have Sviris. But he wants a structure like ours. So so therefore, he creates within himself, first of all, a vision of this structure. And that vision begins with Chachmabina and then Midas. That Chachmabina is what the Pardis is talking about. That's the Chachmabina Insef. And that's the Tanya. The I didn't elaborate on this yesterday because... We just went through it quickly, but this is the meaning of it. Now, to understand this, this is all this piece is comes from the Reb Marash. Actually, I think it's the Reb of I couldn't find it in my modern before the Reb Marash. It's called Hemshekh Yo'inasi. You not see Mem, which is the Hemshekh that the Reb Marash said in the year Tafresh Mem, that would be 1880. And interestingly, the Rebbe Marash said it. He also wrote it. And the Rebbe Rashab, we have Hanukhas from the Rebbe Rashab that, as he heard it from the Rebbe Marash. And I looked in those Hanukhas and you see how the Rebbe Rashab is taking out both things. Things that he spoke before. Remember about Meich and Amidus, the whole thing with Tamidi Yesen Mikulam, that intellect is... uh Huh? Yeah, that intellect comes, um, is uh, doesn't need others and so on. is all there in that, especially in the Hanukkah. Some very interesting things to look at there, by the way. He speaks about Hamidus. When people are living wild in the forest, you see how Hamidus affect each other. The, the, how we how, When people are living in a, when they let their Hamidus control them, you see how much they need each other and how one person affects another. When people are Balimechen, they're much less influenced by others. It's a point he doesn't make here, but an interesting point. Um... He also brings there an interesting thing, I just mentioned, that there are shayal like Truma Sadesh and others, where the, the author itself asks the question and gives the answer. In, in halachas farim in books in Swarim, they have sometimes shayal where people asked questions by poskim, by people who ruled, and then they answered. You have many of these. But there are are Shachuvah is where the, the person who wrote the tshuva also wrote the Shayla. He uses that as an example of B'nei Levenatsmeh's intellect that you could even write a question and answer for yourself. Anyway, some interesting side points. But now going back. So HaM when he explains this Indian? he explains at length this whole discussion. So this end of this chapter is really to understand it well, you have to look in that maimer because there's a lot more details there. But, let, but let's now break it down. So we said now, that there's a thing called Yediyas Atme. That's God underst- knowing himself. Clearly, I just want to qualify again, he doesn't need that, he doesn't need to know himself, but he wants a structure and a structure consists of intellect and emotions which is primi and therefore, also in the essence Sphere of in the Hedon spheres, there's Choch Mabina which is him knowing himself. To understand this level of knowing himself, the the, the, the he gives in Yenasi in here is Machshav and Dibur. Our Dibur, speech, expresses an inner thought to another. You don't know what I'm thinking until I say it. When I want to express myself to you, I share something in words. What's Machshavah? Machshavah is conscious thought. Machshavah is revealing, expressing to yourself, your fundamentally innermost unconscious. Helma Atzmi. Before you thought about it, you were not aware or conscious of it. And Machshavah reveals it. Then he qualifies and says that even Dibur, there's an element of Dibur that's also to yourself, like he says in the And that's before you speak to another, you're preparing yourself the words that you're going to say. Fine. So now we have these two levels. The level of Dibur, it's very clear, is like Midas. You're speaking to another. That's how the spheres relate unnecessary for another. Why do we need Dibba to communicate to another? You don't need Dibba for yourself. Just like me, this don't speak to It's not for yourself, it's to express to another. What about the makshava part? Makshava is already a revelation. It's a revelation from your innermost self to yourself. So that too is also for the worlds, for existence. In a human being, you could argue technically that makshava is not necessary for other people, even though. The truth is that in a relationship with people, you're not just speaking to them your your thoughts. You also can reveal to them your innermost. But he's not discussing that right now. But the way it is, L'mayla. The way it is in the in the, in the divine structure, this machshav is also the tzedakah So here comes the question: What what role does it play? What role does this God knowing Himself, or what we call machshav, revealing to Himself His innermost dimensions? What role does it play? And he puts the question like this me, why the Why did you need this? Why do you need why not just jump to this Have the, the 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 divine infinite light, ain't safe. Midis relate to the world. What do you need this level that he thinks to himself, Yadia The truth is he already answered it. He answered because he wants dear he wants us to have divine contemplation. That's going to be his answer. But now he's discussing it in this context. <speaking> in <Hebrew> this level that he knows his innermost self, God needs to know it. He needs a machsovah to, to think about it. So clearly there's something that's a front, that something happens when the unconscious divine that is completely concealed, helmatmi reveals itself. Even to itself, something happens. Let's go back to Shirats Mebukayach. What happens? Why does the artist have to envision in his mind the piece of art? Why doesn't he just get, take, go to a canvas and start painting? Because it doesn't work that way. You need a plan. So the artist, before he conceived of this particular structure, this particular piece of art, he had many possibilities or he had no possibilities. He was just on his own. Then arose in his will. All the Brits saying that he arose in his desire. He wants a particular piece of art. That is the al Atzme. He's already revealed something from his unconscious that a moment before was completely concealed even from himself. He wasn't aware that he's going to ever come up with this. So like Machshovel, it revealed it to himself. But that's the first step for becoming revealed to others. And, and their intellect. That's what he says here now. So Acha Inyan, I'm just reading it from inside. So what's the reason that you need this so called Machshava level, Yadis atzme Yudeya kolatera, or the expression of the of the Mabina, and Binah in safe? You know, what what is this Kiddin Mispash What is this Miskakim Matsmusai? That he taught himself. So Achain so, since God wants us to understand him you first need the revelation of such a concept how are we going to comprehend God if God remains concealed beyond comprehension so the first thing is you need a revelation on the level of Machshavah, the level of of Mechin. Yes, at this point it's meichem la'atsme, but it's now revealed. He's now thinking, he's focusing on something. And that's how you can have chachma vatzilus, because there's a the chachma in essence for sagnuzus. Now, since he already said yidias atzme yidias teira, you know, till now he didn't use the word teira till the Geras hakadosh. So now he explains it in the context of Teda. Where do we know God? So this needs a little more, as I said, I'm giving more filling in the Pirush Nashi, so to speak, here. Where do we know God? So yes, we could contemplate about God by nature. You could look at nature. Like the Rambam says, Kates Yove, how do you come to love and, and and awe of God is by contemplating on nature. But first of all, it doesn't say there to understand God. It says to come to love and awe. How do we understand God? So there's only one way. Well, there's more than one way, but the main way is because God revealed himself in the Torah. He told us about himself. When Moshe asked Hashem, what are you like? He told him. God reveals himself through the Torah. Once we have the Torah, we could also look in the universe and find examples for godliness. So I'm explaining this because, again, these lines he doesn't say. So... How do we understand God? That's Chachmah Sateyra. Shazayu Inye Shazayu Inye Before shulamayla Adayin. So Chachmah Tateyra. Now how did the Tateyra work? How was the Tateyra conveyed to us? Exactly like he just said. There's atzimahs beyond everything. Then he desires and wants to have a structure. That structure includes intellect and emotions. So we have istakel baraisa baralma. Tera is God's wisdom. Chachmasa shalcha baruchu. It's God's wisdom. One with him. Bi yidiya satsma the love? How does he know the tera before there's yidiya satsma? How he knows himself. We can't relate to that. That's like tera and God is one. It's just one entity. But it's not words. It's not details. It's not a tera that God can give someone. How do you give wisdom to someone? First you need to define the wisdom for yourself. So tayla is God's wisdom. So the first stage, so the first stage is God has a tayla that He looks at. That's atzmi That's what David HaMelech missed. He jumped. He wanted a tayla. How we're enjoying it already. And what missed? What he missed was this root. That before the tayla is understood by us, there's the tayla first how it's understood by God. How God looks into it. Now why does God have to look in his Tehra? He knows the Tehra, he wrote the Tehra, it's, just, it's his wisdom. Because God wants a level that we're going to be able to relate to. So God creates, so to speak, a level called Chochme. That's what Mishakim Ba'atz That's God studying Tehra. but there it's L'mayla daim And she'ena b'shir it's not right now for the other. The purpose of it is for the other. But the state that it's in right now is learning on your own. In other words, the whole purpose of learning on your own why meichen is really separate is not because it's fundamentally separate from existence. is because that's the way the process of meichen works. To understand something, you have to be alone. You can't be involved with other people. So the same thing is in the root. God is, so to speak, now thinking of Teireh on His terms. actually is sagas hazulas. But now something fundamental has happened. The Torah is no longer in the unconscious divine uh, source. It's now become a body of wisdom, at least in the mind of God. So it means right now it's not yet for another. No one can yet relate to it. But it's, what it's become is now we have already like machshava. It's become revealed. So now, Yichel is basogus Another person could potentially now comprehend it. Because the teacher has begun to already manifest in this. I'm reading, I'm just reading inside because it's just, you see here, every line here without really elaboration is so dense. And yesterday, you know, we knocked it off and I knew that we need to go through this again. Like he said, now he's connecting it all. In other words, not only is it not a question, not a question what he said before that Chochmah is not for another it's completely not contradicting what we're discussing here, as he says. There we said, it's not for another Shahar, because you could sit alone and contemplate and conceive ideas. Omnom, hi murgeshes, but 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 even that is not a Chokhmah like you're sitting in your unconscious and not thinking. You are, it's a Chokhmah, it's, it's a tangible wisdom you just not. It's not necessary for you to reveal it to another, but it's fully capable of. And in this case, the only reason God does it is for another. So we human beings, interestingly, you know, you could derive from this: we can learn and not share with another, because learning doesn't necessitate sharing. But if you really understand why God created wisdom, the whole purpose of wisdom is that you learn and share with another. That's the whole reason God created this whole idea. Okay. So Batlamida. it's not necessary. But its fundamental essence, its nature, is that it could be, and that's the example. And then he goes to. That's and then came a time. That's why it's so important. So before Mountain Teda, what, what Teda was there? We say the Ovis learned the Teda beforehand. We say, mm-hmm. The world preceded existence. So what type of Teda was there? That was the Teda of Yediyah There it was still the teacher, the master, the way, the way he's understanding it. Then came a time, which begins actually with Avramavinu. But then, that's only in Atzillas, and, and Moshe brought it down into Biyah. See, I have here the whole picture of how Teda came. Teda is, is an example of the levels we spoke. Remember the three levels, how it goes from the ten hidden spheres into the Kav, all the way into energies inside containers? That's how the Teda worked. In the essence of the ten hidden spheres, of Mishakim Ba'atzmei, God, Yideus Atzmei, he knows the Teder. Then that creates the stage, that after Atzimtzum and so on and so forth, the Tata can now potentially be understood by others. And then comes a time when they when it is understood by others, and it's given to us, all the way down to Bia. So Avramavinu Avinu and the others basically had it like it's Natsilas, which is not yet, the, obviously there's a the full Tata and the way it's complete, the way it comes down on earth. And not the etzim, It's only the, the, the part of it. And then comes the way it comes down. But in order for there to be this level of Chochmah by us after Matan you need to have... So first you need it, the way it's not connected to anyone else, where he knows it himself, he goes again to that language in Ageris Akedish. Then to round it out, Rabbi Rashab brings from chapter 15 that this is the level. See, there's Esesvirus Agnusus, Ak. He clearly says Esesvirus Agnusus. So now he rounds it out. In Ak, you have two things. I'm sorry, I'm sorry in Attic. You have Gimur Shainus of Attic and Zayant You have the Meichin of Attic. That's the maikin of Essa Sphere segments, is the intellect. That is, is is separate from, necessary but separate from, and that will later become. And then there's Atik shem baracham, and that's then there's the Zayantaktain is that the mid the midis of of the ten hidden spheres, Atik. And that's what he says Atik is Sasum So it fits beautifully. Sasum Ba'etzim is a level that's completely concealed. But that's revealed through the Gimurushanis of of ati, but it's still to himself Yediyas Shatzmeh. and this is the level of Leibachachmi Yediyah, and he explains this is not what we said Leibachachmi Yediyah before. Before we said Chakim, God is wise and not unconscious and wisdom, not unknowable wisdom. There are two ways to interpret that. There's not unknowable wisdom. That's how it's in the spheres after the Tzimtzum. So even the Chachma after the Tzimtzum. Is also not knowable until it comes into the Kalim, the containers. Here he's talking the third level, the first of the three levels. That even the the is also a chakim belaybachachachmiyadiyah. And that is that it's fundamentally not known. And that is the level you'd be deus atsmiyadeus atayla. netzo, shem shem, chachm vidyah, nim tachkim, chachm, netzo, shubchin, chachm, yadiyah. I hope this was helpful. Any questions? It's actually very um, eloquent, if I may say so. Very powerful. You see here the beauty of the bitl. Because truly what he's saying is that even though meichen, by nature, is to be alone, Lonely, separate, isolated. The real purpose of it was this: was to reveal to us it was, that was also God's so-called love and wanting us. But now He wants us to contemplate. He doesn't want us to connect to an emo, excitement and emotional. That's one connection. He wants us to have an internal connection. And internal connection is by definition you alone. You're sitting and studying. But you're sitting and studying. The fact that you can understand God is because God loved you. It's almost like an, I don't say emotional, but it's because he wanted you and he wanted you to understand him. So he revealed himself in wisdom and that wisdom allows that wisdom then to be revealed to us, and that's the Tata that was given to us. So it's really a very, you know, powerful way of understanding how from Atmus, from Ainsov, as Bligvu, Sviris Enkets, but there's no there's no definition to Sviris comes the Gimurashenis and Tachtenis, the structure of first intellect and emotions. In its root, that's what it is. It's us, God, like I said, Silas, for us to have Ispilas aluki and have, we call Havon aluki. Sog al-kis. Very good. Okay, so we go to chapter Memchas 48. It's a beautiful, very powerful take on, on, on intelligence. It's the whole uh, later, in Ayam Beis, this is going to be a central theme. Hameichen Mechin is the interface. You see it here already. That Mechin is the interface. Taylor is the interface. Hmm? What? Yeah, yeah, I learned this yesterday. We're going we're going to chapter forty eight. Okay, Chapter Memchas. pilots, okay and we can also additionally we can say that now we discussed earlier chapter 8 that the intermediary the interface of Atzilus, is is for two purposes one for the creation and bring into being Bri sira the the worlds. And also, in order there should be a revelation in Biyas. So in the last chapter, we talked about the revelation. That we, in this structure of existence, we can be excited by the divine, emotional relationship with the divine. And we can have an intellectual relationship, an intelligent relationship. Kant, a saga, comprehension. So now he's setting something, he's adding something that he didn't say till now. Ah, now he's using that still is the close. we can say that the ten hidden spheres, and remember, hidden means that they're fundamentally not even there yet, but they're inside somewhere in the, in the divine identification, the divine envisioning. So, yeshlema, sheheen, and that's the level of atzilas the clawless, which just brings it back to what he said before. It's attic. So, there's a structure of atzilas, so called, within beyond structures. but beyond four structures. In the vision, there's a structure of atzilas the clawless. So, yeshleim, that this is bechinis, azai, and dachtenis, is the esospheris. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me. Re- re- I- my song was wrong. We can say that these ten hidden spheres, which is the level of Atzilus the Kholos, we're talking about the macrocosmic Atzilus. So now, what can we say? The ten, the seven lower spheres in that ten spheres, which is the midays, the emotions. That is, let's say, for the its purpose is to serve, is to, is for the purpose of, is for the, is for the need of creating, bringing into being. And the three, meichen, the three upper levels of the ten hidden spheres, are for the purpose of the revelation of the divine. So now, he's saying it's come out different than what he said before. In the previous chapter, he said... That the Giml Rishen is they're both for Gilui. Both Giml and the mechin is what? Intellect is for us to be able to have Hasog to understand God. And the emotions of Atzilas is in order for us to have an excitement, an emotional connection to God. Now he's saying that in the 10 hidden spheres, remember that was Atzilas actually. Now he's saying the 10 hidden spheres, Atzilas the Klolus. There's the two elements compared to to reconcile with what it says in chapter 8. That in order to create something, you need to have the Midas. That actually creates something outside of yourself. But the Gilui comes from the higher dimension of the mechin. He may be reconciling between the two interpretations that he spoke in the previous chapter. Let's see where this goes. And in general, And in general, this higher level, I'm sorry, these two levels in general is Shemavaya Shema, Vaya Beis. Shema Vaya is Sorry. Two Shema Vayas. And in general, this lower level of the Tzedeh Chisavus, in order to create, is the second Shema Vayah, as he explained, commissions, Shul Mahava, who one that brings things into being, commissions, like we discussed earlier, chapter 16. And in this itself, there are the two levels. I'm not sure what he means by that. What, in Lashimahav or in Havaya? No, no, no. What do you mean? What's Bizeh? No, not the Attic. It's two is there Attic here? Where do you see word Attic? It doesn't say no Attic here. It says silus. See, see a-t- the, a-t- I think it was in the last chapter. Yeah. Okay. And the, that's not what I'm asking. That's clear. What he's saying here is like this. I mean, I would understand this to mean that these two levels is the two Havayas. The first Havaya is the K'iml That's what he says in chapter 16. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what. It, but it seems a little different when he says with Gufa. Okay, I understand, but I want to just see one second, Patek I remember that Patek. That Patek is, that talks about the two Havayas. Hmm. In Patek Teh he says that the Havai Havayah, you give me the right? We have two Havayas. Yikra Havayah, Havayah. Says the first one's kaidem That's before he desired to have ten spheres, and the second one is already the desire that the ten hidden spheres. So one is the root of seviv kalam and one is the root of Mamala Klamen. That's what he said in chapter sixteen. No, it's higher than shir, right? It's higher, it's higher than chokhmah. Yeah, that's what he said in sixteen. I'm just telling you what he says there. Yeah. Ah, I got it. That's why. That's why he's saying this. He's saying it differently. There, it said the two havayas. As I said, the first havaya is the root of sevukolam, makif, not Pnimi. There's no structure yet. Oh, begins, so know, it, 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 it. That's what he's that's what he's saying. Here. Yeah, that's what he says. Mm-hmm. Based on what he said there, both levels here is the same havaya base. That's why You understand? Yeah, and I'll explain it. I'll explain it. Let's let's go back to the whole picture here. The whole picture here is that there are two types of energies. One is a primisdic energy, and that's la chairach that's for the need of the worlds. And that has two parts to it middas, emotions, and maikh. And we discussed the different ways that un- understood. The role of Maikh. Makon creates primis and midas. Maikhan allows us to contemplate God. Maikhan is the level how God understands Himself to Now he's saying that these two dimensions, in uh, 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 that Gimur Roshenis is to have a revelation in, in, in existence, and the Zayin Tachtay is the emotions, is to create existence. But based on what he's be speaking, we're speaking all for the purpose of existence. We're not speaking about Kedem Alei Sarotzim before it arose in his desire, before there's ten hidden spheres, before there's Chokhma. We're speaking here. There's already Maschakim Batsmuse. So he says that's why bederek both these levels is the second havaya melasha mahava they're both related to existence. Only but in that itself the relationship to existence there's two types one creates existence one reveals into existence the divine or what he said before was one reveals emotional divine experience and one is intellectual divine experience that's what he's saying here in the parentheses. Good. Because this, because now. Creates existence in a that's what he just said, yeah. That's this so Yashleim, reveals, that. reveals the divine in existence so after it's created. Right, so a it's like a gili. It's a gili. One is just enough measure that that we should exist. The other one is a revelation existence. So in Pini, yeah. No, there's no market primi. They're both primi. Ah. They're both primi here. Yeah, They're both within yet. Yeah. We're not talking yet the revelation okay, of the beyond. Right, right, right. Because now, these two things that we're discussing before, these two that dimensions, the revelation to yourself and the revelation to another, elsewhere it explains, that this is the level of Khayu Remember, Zayari he says, he, You are one with your energies and one with your gamui, with your means, literally bones, eshem. So there's two ways to interpret this. He said earlier, one is chayu is energy, and gamui is, is kalim. That's how he explains it in Tanya and in Eitz In uh, I'm sorry, in Tanya and elsewhere, and in Eitz the explanation is iu is meichin and gamui is midis. He's really he reconcile it by saying that in, in intellect, the uh, intellect, even the containers are like air, yeah, right? So basically, that's he's saying. Saying these are the two levels: the Gar-Muhi u Hazulas. The level of garmuiu is in order for is, is for the other purpose, is for hazulus for another. that it should become a source for existence. It's something like this, if you want to use the artist's example. An artist envisions creation, right? Then he creates a piece of art. So there's a revelation here, but it's, it's, it's a creation of the art. Now, if the artist wants to tell you and analyze and give you a revelation, why did I create this art? So God created the world, and we're all left on our own to figure it out. But then God gives us a Torah and tells us, let me tell you now something about this. That's already chayui and chayu is higher than just the force, the root of bringing into being wisdom is more important wisdom supports or gives strength to a wise man more than 10 governors Ten, ten. Uh, uh, what do we call them? Rulers. Sorry, uh? Rulers. Rulers. So when a person is, let's say, a leader, more than he needs ten advisors, he needs wisdom. Basically. <laughs> we don't need your advice. So, which by the way is a line that was brought a lot earlier what chapter is all the way back I just want to see where that was brought very long way back I think it's almost Yeah, chapter 6. There he interpreted that it's... He brought. There he interpreted... Um, yeah, it's very similar. It's consistent with what he's saying here. So what we have is, okay... <laughs> <laughs> Liyah is ha'gili. Crea- Sh- Sh- Shlitim is what you have. You have, you have uh, assistants or leaders to implement and actualize, let's say, running a city. You're running a city. The mayor of the city needs needs, needs, uh, needs um, department heads, so to speak. Right. But that's for running it. That's Isavos. And But chachme is the gili of it. So why is it more powerful? Because it's the gili where you get the ideas of how to run your city and so on. What you need more is wisdom than the ten, the ten. Even though I understand they can give advice and stuff like that. But he's basically making that statement. Okay. But refer back to chapter 6 where he dilapid. The same thing we can say is in the ten hidden spheres. The that the seven lower levels, of the emotions, are in order to bring things into being, existence. The same hagili, and the gimel reshain is in order for the Gili. I go back to the artist. An artist used his wisdom, and then he uses emotions to actually convey a piece of art. But if you want to know more about that art, that is not just conveyed in. What you're seeing, you need to go into his mind. That's Gimel Hashem. So it's an additional revelation beyond just bringing it into being. That's what he's saying here. And interestingly, before he said that Atzilis, even the Tachtenis is also gili, gili hamidus. You see. He's bringing now. He says, and look into that, which I referred to earlier. The end of the last chapter is all based, is actually that mimer elaborate uh, discussed. and we can say that He's going a little more, a uh, little more deeper, a little deeper. That is not just the level of Garmuhi. It's Ihu. It's the divine dimension that unites with Garmuhi, with our emotions. The Gimulish and the three higher levels, the intellect, is the way he unites with the energy, with chayuhi. and these are the two forms, the two the two powers. One the power to create, the power to bring things into being, and one is the power to reveal. All erpnimi. pnimi v'ayim mashiyus bo'el lekamon pei dekuf nun and look what we discussed later, chapter 153. So we find from this that the ten hidden spheres which are encompassed and concealed and hidden inside the infinite divine light, blessed be He, all ten spheres are in order to radiate in the worlds that come after the Tzimtz. He's going back now to Epnimi and So all this, beginning from the beginning of chapter forty-six, if you remember, he said calls up and then he said, but is not like that; does not manifest. That's that comes from the area that's higher than the ten hidden spheres, higher than shirat and he began to hold thehin in his the whole thing about the root of the energies and how they are he explained but it's basically in the last I would say one one pages he explained Erpinimi and summed up what its role is that its role is Loceda Halmus. that's what he's now summing up. So all this is a summation from the beginning of the beginning of page 46 uh, page 80. Beginning of chapter 46. I'm just uh, giving you context here. So this is like almost now a new thing now. He's going back now. Now we're talking about the Ere hablikvul, The Ere Ein not the Ere HaGvul. That's the ten hidden spheres. Now we're talking about that was before that. it's not in order to radiate the world. Kim Gilim That's just Gilim in So we have to explain this, and maybe, so let me just say, so in other words, we really have a key distinction here. Moichin, even though the mind, as you could say, is also gili for yourself, right? We said that when you understand something, it's only for you. It doesn't doesn't necessitate someone else. But he said, no, Moichin is still for another. The whole purpose of it was in order to bring gili into the world, like he said. Or more specifically, to bring the ability for us to understand godliness. The Torah. This Gilel Ha'atzmei is really Gilel Ha'atzmei. it doesn't have anything. It's completely a revelation within yourself that is not manifesting in wisdom even, in intelligence. So, well, later he's going to discuss his purpose is to create bittel So you have Isavas, Gili and Bittal. It's to create that we don't really, you know, that don't, you know, if you only had eragvul, you would you would have a connection to God, but you'd also think, like David Hamelch, yes. well, relatively, because even because the Atzme is already, but Badakis, you'd say, you know what? Okay, I'm connected to God. The Eid Hablikvul teaches us that there's basically it's Ave and Yura. One is closeness and one is bittle. That's going to be discussed later. But right now, for practical purposes, he's building the case from the bottom up. So first, we're talking about our our uh, the relation, the structure, how it relates to God. Now he's going to beyond structure. And then the question is, what's the purpose of beyond structure? Why, do, why is there an error like that? I'm just, it's important to go through these levels. That's the only way you really can get there. So he says, who And now he gives an example. Beautiful example. like a color. What not we say mada and govern? govern is a color. Mada is a is a is a shade. Huh? No, but not here. Mara and Gev Hebrew, uh, there's two words. Marah, when you say it, it's the look of something, and Gev it is its color. It's almost like complexion and color. Tint and color. Tint and color. Okay. Marah vegev in ez alif She'en alifl kim rak Like the tint or the the, the the image or the color of any particular object, what purpose does it have? E'en alif ez it's not there to, 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 to affect anything. What function does it have? Its only purpose is to tell you, is to show you what the object is like. It's blue, it's green, it's orange. This example is critical because, remember, Chochmah is also to yourself. But Chochmah is not just reflecting what's inside there. Chochmah is a entity of its own. Like he said, it's already a. a, a it, says, it says, it's a. It's a. It's a. The only thing is, the others don't yet understand it. But it's the beginning of them understanding. Here, color is what purpose? It's only to show. It's to show you the, the personality of the essence. It's almost like this. You ask the function? He's saying here the function. The. the even the. Is in order to reveal to us. Um, and for us to internalize the divine. This one is just to show us what God is like. It's almost like God showing us his face. showing us his personality or something. So it doesn't have necessarily an internal element. It's just reflecting. It's like us standing in awe of seeing something far beyond us. But we see something. So it's some revelation here. An well, he's going to say many words for this. That's one way to put it. Yeah. This is not like the light and the reflection of the sun, which is connected, attached to the essence. And similar to the essence. Why? Because there, the etzim is behidi. In the sun, the sun, the essence of the sun is fundamentally a radiating force. It's a luminary. Behidi means it's a it's a, it's a, It's a light. It's a luminary. It's a lum- It's a luminous entity. So therefore, it's natural, of course, that its ex- expression, its extension from it, is also going to be light and reflection, because it's it, the sun. Is it by definition? It's a luminary. He's explaining here that this air is not like that. We'll soon get back to it. Never, but nevertheless, this energy, this light, its purpose, its inyani, its inyan, is to function and do the function of, of air of light of revealing. I'm not sure where he's going. Let's let's read, continue reading. Like it says, the Abish to the sun in the heaven, in order to radiate on earth. So, in other words, the air he's saying is like this. Oh, I can't stand what he's saying. Now, when it comes to the sun, the sun itself is a luminous entity, and therefore, naturally, it's light. But nevertheless, the light does have a function. It's not just, it just happens to be shining. The Torah says, God wants the sun to give light to the earth, so there's a purpose in this air. The air is to radiate the earth. The air Hashem is, But the light of the sun is not to give us an image of the sun. Its purpose is not... To tell us that the sun is a radiating force. Kim It has a purpose. Remember we just said color has no purpose except to show us the personality of the thing that has that color. He's contrasting it. The sun light is not that way. The light of the sun is not just there to tell us what the sun is like. The light of the sun has a function. The function is to radiate on earth. God created it for that purpose. So we have like this. The sun by nature is an illuminating things. and therefore the light that comes from it is also illuminating. But the light there has a purpose. It's, 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 okay. The sun would be an example, the example of the sun would be the lower level of energy. The energy that is there to radiate in the world. So, which is also united in the essence, and similar to the essence. And nevertheless, its purpose is to radiate. Remember we said the whole purpose of the ten spheres, the whole purpose of Atzilas, the whole purpose of the ten spheres, are the tzedekhelimus. And without the worlds, you don't have them. So in other words, the whole purpose of sunlight is not to reflect, it's not It's not here just to show us the beauty of the sun. It's not, a, it's not to us to display the sun, for us to be able to look at the sun and say how great you are. It has a function. The function is to bring warmth and illuminate this earth. To illuminate and bring warmth to this earth. So that's an example for the Eir apnimi, The energy that radiates in the world. So we have two things there. It's, it's air. It's connected to its source. It's not separate from It's not Yesh. It doesn't have its own identity. But it has a purpose and a function. But the essence of energy, which is the energy that is not the Eragvul, this is talking now the higher the higher level. Its only purpose, its only its only its only role is gili. Revelation. like the the colour the look and colour of the etzim, of the essence, of the object. I'm giving you another example. Like the aura, the glow on the face of a person. Like it says, the that the wisdom of a person radiates on his face. The light, the energy of his wisdom is nickel, is recognizable on the glow of his face. What's the function of this? It doesn't have a function. I mean, we learned and we will learn that when you look at the face of your teacher, it helps you. But we're talking about what is the function of this? It doesn't have a function that irradiates and reveals wisdom to another. It's simply a side effect, so to speak. It's almost like an uh, incident, uh, incident, incidental, not incidental, as a. A, a result of the wisdom, so it shines, it glows. Reviews the shemayal etzamachoch It just shows us on the essential wisdom that's within this wise person. Now he qualifies this because, as I just said, mem gimel, and earlier in chapter forty-three, nizbari dali We explain that by looking at the face of your mashpia, it adds wisdom to you. So it does have something, but obviously that. that we, we explained there that through looking at the face you receive from the essence of the wisdom of your teacher. Which means that the reflection of the face of Mashpia shows and reveals the essence of the wisdom that's higher than what is revealed in the wisdom itself. And also, this is only during the Ashpa when you see the face. But without Ashpa, the role of this glow is only to show us the Unsube. What is the meaning of that? That, um, that he responded to, it's like when you see someone's face, you recognize who they are. That's his purpose. It's not to reveal something to you, it's just almost like a name. It's a, it's a um, what's the word for it, it's a, uh, like a, uh, what do you call it? a handle. So for us to be able to, to, to relate it, to be able to see. So, so if someone sees someone's face, you recognize that person, it doesn't have any function. So what's the answer to the question? Really two things he's saying. That the fact that we learned earlier that it adds in wisdom, that's not because the role of the, of, the, of the glow is one that's revealing wisdom. It's because you relate to something that's higher than wisdom. So it's an atzmiyazdikah thing. It's not a, g- a gilidikah thing. It's not like when you're transmitting wisdom, like you said, the sun transmits light. That light is to warm, is to warm and illuminate this world. When you talk about this type of energy, this energy is revealing the source. That's all it's doing. When you look at it, you're getting a sense of that essence that's higher than wisdom. So it adds something to you. But that doesn't contradict the fact that it's not some type of function. It's not that the teacher is making an effort that I'm going to glow my face glow to help you understand it. It's a natural result of that type of wisdom. And also it's during the ashpa. It's when he's transmitting. But if you look at a wise person and he's not teaching, you see a glow on his face. And you're not learning from him. Then the glow is just showing you what he is. Shulchan Aruch that he's a great, that he's a very wise person. And the same thing is Eirei Sov, the Divine Infinite Light. That just it's only a revelation of the from the essence. And even if there were no worlds, this level would also be possible. Because as he said before, the without worlds, what, there's no need for them. There's no purpose for them. There's no role. But this has a role because it's just revealing what he is. You can always ask, why does he need to reveal it? Fine. We'll discuss that. But at, at, at this level, even without the worlds, you, you have this thing. In other words, you don't need another entity for the revelation of this. Uh, that's what it means. It would be called Gilead if you didn't have that. Obviously. But, but bottom line is, there's no need the other ones even the is the intelligence intellect and the emotions are all for the worlds. that's why he said before you see I was a little thrown because before he said the Shemesh it's not like the sun because the sun is by nature a luminary and really what he was wanting to say there was not that it's a luminary he wanted to say that the purpose of the earth has a purpose there why was it important to say is Bihili? Right. Usually, Chizkidus brings that by saying that the sun is defined by being a source of light, and Atmos is not defined by that. <laughs> so now he's going back to that. The Gam This revelation, this Eir, It's not necessary. God forbid. Kimu It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a um, deliberate revelation, one that comes with will, by will. Because that's the God's will and desire. There should be a revelation of that light. So in other words, for example, by a color of an object, the color, there's no choice. An object has a color. It can't withhold its color. Here, God could have withheld this air. So he's making a qualification. So it's it, but nevertheless, once he desires it, it's still, it's like a color. All it's doing is revealing him. It's not something. So this is like an in, in between thing. It's by by will, but it's only revealing him without any other function. But so that's the same with chachma. Also, can also, also hold the chachma. But there's no reason. There's no entity of chachma altogether. Chachma is a defined. Why would God need to understand himself? Because he under. Yes, the, I told you, the end is, go back, go here. Okay, just, since I see you can't rest. So, okay, you, I know you want to jump. So go to the Mimer. I'm, I'm going I'm, to, I want to just show you something. This is a few hundred pages from now, mind you, but but that doesn't matter. It says like this. Chapter 128, page 247. Go there a second. I want to read a line for you, so that will calm your nerves. You gotta see it. Chapter one twenty eight. Rishememzayn, beginning of the chapter. He says, We have to understand. Because right now, compared to er pnimi, its its purpose is only revealing. Later, it's not for it, It's going deeper. I told you, it's climbing the ladder. Atzmos doesn't need anything. So at the end of the day, but but when you but 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 that, you have to look. The problem is we've become spoiled. We've been taught already about atzmos, so we're right away wondering, you know, what's the purpose? But he says here, <laughs> even the energy that comes from that sim, for sure, also some for... kavana. Because because God, what he says, because God is not forced, he's not compelled to reveal. And it goes back. He doesn't refer to this chapter, but it's another chapter, a similar chapter, that says the same thing. It's not like the sun. So that's the question. The answer is <laughs> that there should be bittel into the worlds. So when you say, let me let me explain just to understand, just, just for the record, so we don't have any confusion. Moichin, at the end of the day, is true, that first he needs, he has to understand it himself, and then we relate to it. But at the end of the day, he's recognizing our being. So it's almost like saying that God has a purpose in creating. This Eiv, the Gala's teaches us that God does not really need us. That God is beyond us. That's That's what it reveals to us. And that's yeah. So the purpose is that there's no purpose, really, if you want to put it that way. And what I mean by no purpose, no purpose for us, that there's something there that's beyond us. And at the end of the day, you need both. In other words, it's not just we're not playing semantics here that everything has purpose. And is this is one's function is that we should integrate God in us, and one is to teach us that God is beyond us. So that's a purpose, but it's a purpose. Not for you to connect it, for you to realize it's beyond this. That's the end of the story, in that in that context. But for all practical purposes, in context of purpose, as far as Lula Elimis, because you could say a simple question. One second, if there was no and Sof abligvu, you could say, you know what? Einstein, God doesn't need us, but once he desired us, he's bound to us. And that's it. Because the whole point of Esau's Spirit is, would not exist if there were no worlds if there weren't us we're trying to tell us no. there's a whole dimension of the divine that's not connected to us per se, our structure it answers a lot of questions which we'll discuss as we learn later for example there was that famous by, by, classic uh, debate an argument in important Sherish Mitzvah where the Mekubal and the Bal Nigla right? so he asked the question you Mekubalim when you pray you think of every sphere are you praying to the spheres he says, God forbid, we're praying to God. How God manifests in each dimension. In love, in chesed, in gudula teferis, and so on. He says, And I pray like a child. I don't know anything, I don't know all these levels, I jump straight to the essence. So the whole base of Chesidus is, why don't we just jump to the essence? Because we want it to be integrated in our structure. But there's a downside to structure. Remember, in the interface, the structure is on the terms of our structure hablik Aqvul ultimately is true. It's still in the infinite light, but it's still on our terms. It's a structure that the artist... We want to know if there's a part of the artist that's not within that one painting. We want to know the other dimensions of the painting. So there, basically that's saying that it doesn't have a purpose for the world. It has a purpose to reveal the divine. So it's actually a gift that God is giving us. The artist can give us only the image that he gave us. and says, you know what, figure me out from that image. The Eid says, I'm also going to reveal to you things that are not part of the structure of existence. So in that context, we say no purpose, meaning it doesn't, it's like a color. A God is saying, I'm not just going to show you um, how I am kind, so you could be kind. I'm going to reveal to you my face, my glow of my face. And you say, what's the purpose of that? Nothing, you're just going to see what I'm like. So it's like a much higher level. But is that a purpose, or is that just a revelation of the divine? So obviously God doesn't need it I'm just going a little jumping further what he says later but for all practical purposes let's just go back here compared to compared to structure this revelation is just to reveal the essence <laughs> that's a very deep oive that you just said gil so we have here that it's like a double uh, almost like a double entendre here a double a uh, type of paradox on one hand, you know, you would say the reason a color of an object is only reflecting the object and no purpose is because it, it's just a ex- natural extension of the object. Here he's saying it's not a natural extension, but its only purpose is to reveal like a color does. So it doesn't have the element of a color that a color of, let's say, a, a, a red apple. A red apple is just telling you that the apple is red. But it's, it's But the apple can't choose to be yellow. Here, the apple could be chosen, Edson could choose a different color, But the color, but uh, he chose this, or chose no color, chose a color, and this color is is only there to reflect him. Usually choice would imply purpose. Here he's saying, here choice does not imply function, rather, choice would imply purpose and function, like the choice of estrospheres agnusis. Why would the estrospheres agnusis? He made a whole case. God doesn't need it for himself, because he wants to create a world in this way. Without those worlds, you don't have esospheres. But the question is, what about the revelation of, just revealing Himself, that that is is not for the purpose of the world. So what's the purpose of it? And it has and it's by will. It's not forced. So that's just to reveal Himself. Wow. That's, probably, that's the difference. That's probably, that's, that's the you have you have to ask the question: What does it mean when we have Eispilas and and Zogelikis, When you understand God, what are we understanding of God? The answer is: You're understanding God how He's ultimately manifests in existence. Ultimately, obviously, the Eir HaGvul of Nehad Simtsum is one with the Eir So the truth is, it's the bridge, the interface between us and the infinite light is also going to go through the Eir But now we're introduced a dimension that's beyond, right now, the function that Eir has. Eir has a function, whether it's a function to create or the function to reveal, reveal the divine within us. Here, the only thing it is, is the revelation of Hazgalos Mina Yes, yeah, Beyond these yeah, Tainug and his so its roots, tiny and roots, I would not use. It was beyond the ten hidden spheres. That's what I would use. Which is the top? But the top of that is tiny and roots. I don't know. That's the first chapter. You know, I know. Well, the first chapter is Kesser Rotsan, right, 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 the right, desire right. to want so something. Correct. correct. But you could say the desire to want could also be the desire to reveal the etzim. Right. Makiv, that's the makiv. Not necessarily, this may be it. Because remember, at the end of the day, panimi is lower than Kasa. This is Rotson. He didn't say it yet, but anyway. We can say this is the light that was created in the first day. You know, when it says God created light, so it says in Chazal, like he's going to explain here, that that light was different than the light that came later. When we see light today, it's sunlight. What was the light the first day? There was no sun yet. So when it says, what kind of light was there? It took three more days. The fourth day is when God created the sun and the moon. So to Chazal speak that that light was called It's a particular dimension. It's light that was created in the first day. It says in the Gemara Chagiga, 12a. It says, air was created in the first day. The question. Doesn't it say that God placed the sun and the moon, the sun, on the fourth day? So we have a question. That's the question in the Gemara. Like you said before, That's the sun. And the answers, So there's the question: How could you say that? What do you mean? Day one was created light. It says that he plays the sun in the fourth day. The answers like Rabbi What does Rabbi Lozar say? That the, the the light that God created in the first day, Adam, Adam, meaning later Adam. Was we able to look at that light and see from one end of the world to the other. It was a very special light. So, a light was created on day one. That's not regular light. When we look at something, you can only see that far. This light gave Adam the power to lotseifa, to to gaze from one end of the world to the other. <laughs> Because this is because this is the light in Sta because the light that God looked into. Ahmed Vagonze. I mean he's bringing the whole wholeash basically what happened. So God created a light the first day. That's a special light that would give Adam the power So God the God a light that God himself is, sees. And then Ahmed Vigonse God concealed this light. sometimes it says gonze batata he concealed it in Torah. and when Adam was created he was able to access this light. And it's known that the word which is the first day is the matri of keser. It's the same gematria as keser. Okay, see here. That's the air that's higher than ishtalshul. Air within ishtalshul light and energy in ishtalshul you can only see that far. You turn on a light, when it's dark you can't see anything. You turn on a light, you can't just suddenly see from one end of the world to the next. You can see. Half a mile, quarter mile, so on and so forth. The light of keser that's created by Yemar which is gematria keser, that light is higher than Ishtal For Haya Odomar Ishim Mabed Bay Meseyfe And Eber gazed into it, looked into it, and could see Meseyfe Could see the end of the world in it. Teb Madreigezul lo yeshkelu ke Madreigez. Because on this level, there's no different, there's no levels. There's no, dim- in this level, there's no dimensions. No, we spoke earlier, there's no gradations. You see, when you see with our eyes, natural light, there's gradations. You can see with better eyesight, you can see a little further. But it's all measurable. Because by, 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 in other words, space affects our, our the, the light. With, with, the world is not transparent. You can't see through a wall. You can't see everything equally. So space... Basically, the particles affect the wave. In light, in Stauslis, energy is not quantum. Right? Why is energy not quantum? Because energy is in a structure. It's er So there's higher or lower, more or less. I could see this, I could see that. Dimensions. This energy, he's describing quantum energy, by the way. Quantum energy, I could call it that, because quantum energy also has levels, also has structure. Okay. It has to go to certain Okay, fine. Yeah, but, he says, but, but he says, It radiates in all the worlds equally. That's why you can see from one end of the world to the next. It's like Superman. It's higher Well, is Yeah. But maybe it's the root of quantum. Quantum suggests that. Well, let's put it this way. I'll give you an example. When we have x ray, an x ray can see through something an eye can't see. An x ray maybe is, is, is getting a little energy from the air oblivable because it's able to see-through uh, that's matter. I mean, that's a quantum. That's a quantum. Yeah. Good, good, good. It's, I'm saying I it's can't a... can't be here, but it can be there. Yeah, okay. okay. Of, this is actually much higher. Okay, fine. As we shall explain. He's going to explain this. Very nice. So here we have that. And that's Keser. You see, this is Keser. This is not Esos for the SS. This is higher. And the third volume is there, page 204. B, Esau, nohura heurah it says that there's nechura kadmor the barakut shabrichu. Havanoyed adlei hava alma yochel lemesavle. One second, one second. The barakut shabrichu. Havanoyed. Adlei hava alma yochel Yeah, yochel lemesavle. Right, I know that. But how do you read? It? Okay, so it says like this. is nechura kadmor. There was this primordial light energy that God created. Havanoyed. It shined, it, right, it radiated. But until the world was created, we were able to tolerate it, basically. That's how you read it. No, I read mean, that the world could not. I understand. But how do you read that? Like that. And to the extent that the world could not tolerate But either way, he's talking about an energy, a primordial energy. That radiated, basically, it's beyond the level where the world, because the world cannot tolerate such an energy. That's like the ocean of basically. It means that it's an energy that's not commensurate, proportionate to the worlds. I'm sorry. The worlds and the containers. It's not commensurate to the worlds of the containers to receive this type of energy in an internalized way. You cannot receive it that way. Now he's going further and analyzing it. The Indian Omad Vigonze. And what is the Indian of whether he rose and he concealed it? That we said earlier, he said, you know, after the first day he concealed it, and all the could look into it. Kosov, it says in Emek Sharvav, 6th Gate, chapter 19, Shannasib Ibkhinis Eir Makif. That once he hid it, it became an er makif. a transcendent energy. the According to this, we can say the that the root in the infinite light before the zimzum. The idea of placing the sun in heaven, which is the sun light of the sun, That's what he envisioned. He envisioned the to radiate in the worlds. Remember we said the sun is to radiate. There's a purpose in it. And here he's tying it all together. And here are the ten hidden spheres from where is transmitted the energy of the kav, of the line, the, the thread. That comes with a measurement and a mishkal and, a, and a weight. A commensurate to the world and the energy that is created in the first day is the infinite light which it is it is only the revelation of the essence and does not come in a form of, uh, of, she, of measure and parameters commensurate to the world because it doesn't have any dis, it's distinct levels um, any levels any any divide, the, the, the diverse levels were um, made radiates in all of them equally and it does not manifest in any internal way in the containers only in a form of makif so this really ties it up makes it very clear sphere it's these two levels let's let's finish the Mimar'll finish the mymar I'll see now. You've been mashukos. Nachmu, nachmu, ami. According to the above, we'll understand what it says. Nachmu, nachmu, ami, which is the beginning of the Meimur. With Pidash Rashi, nachmu, atem neviim, nachmu esami. What does Rashi say? What's the two words? Nachmu, nachmu, atem neviim. You, my prophets, console them. Nachmu, atem neviim. You, my prophets, console. Nachmu esami, console my nation. So it's like God saying, Nachmu to the neviim, that they should say Nachmu to the people. Nevim, I'm telling you, console, console my nation. This is the two Nachumus. Then you do it. The Chol Now it's known that every Nevoi, every prophecy comes from the level of Netzach and Heid of Atzilus. Ubezeish Yeshaya, is and the prophecy of Yeshaya, who said Nachamu Nachamu Ami, that comes from the level of Netzach and Heid of Bria. Haynu Slabish Atzilus BeBria. That means by Yeshayah he had prophecy, but it was a prophecy that already manifested from Atzilis in Bria. We learned this also earlier. And Yecheskel was even a lower level. That's why his, his prophecy is even more elaborate, more details. His nevuah was Natsukhahed in Yitzhira. Prophecy of Moshe is Atzilis itself all this is All these levels It's an internalized energy. which means it comes from the ten spheres of Atzilus. Now, however, it's known that the Beis in the Temple, there were the revelations that were higher than Atzilus. Like it says, the the the, 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 the 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 base. He said Russia Tevis is different than he usually see. The base. The base Mikdashim maybe. Anyway, it says elsewhere about the three rooms, the yurim, the three chambers that were in the base. Maybe the base Where's Akstur? The bottom Mikdashim. The bottom because the two things, usually Basim Igdash is, is written differently. Like look at the line before. Look how basic Igdash is written there. Maybe Bebote Mikdashim, Bebote Migdash, Bebote Migdash, Bebote Migdash, probably. So it says elsewhere that the three sections, the three chambers, the Bekedesh Kedashim are your Gilead and Social Amalim The three sections was like this. There was a Kedesh Kedashim is the Gilead that's higher than Ishtalsilis, higher than atzilus. The Kedesh was the Gilead in atzilus. That's why you have the, the, the structure you have. The 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 shulchan, the mizbeach, and then the the el moed, the outer chamber, um, was 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 where the mizbeach was the way Biyah So you have atzilis, b'riat zirasia, b'riat the lower level, atzilis, and higher than atzilis. The first, second, or first, second, third. The three sections in the base of English. No, no, not third for sure. Now he's talking about what it was. In general, it means that they radiated the light of seviv, makif, Literally, virtually revealed. It's a different Russian tables. Okay, these are the ten miracles that were in the Beis HaMikdosh. That's the ten miracles, that they were above nature bezawd by silka skinna by zamanagolos and that's when the skinna was removed left in time of golos in exile in diaspora amru the amru bigolusha kubli khsolikla ila ila it says so Then when it talks about the silka skinna when god when the skinna the presence of the divine left so it says, that in golus, God, goes la'ela, la'ela, twice. Higher, and even higher. This stalkus is la'ela, and even higher. What's the two la'elas? The le'elah is bina, the first le'elah is, he goes from Malchus into bina, meaning, from the Shekina being resting, in the base of Middash, now he's removed himself to bina, which is still meichen. But it's removed. The second, the is Where he goes even further into his essence. And that's the meaning that we were laksa, we were struck twice. says, that's what it says in the we were consoled twice because we were struck twice. Hainu sometimes it says twice is English, first base amigh, the second base amigdish. But here he's explaining that in each base English, there was a double maka of double a double striking. He's going to explain. There's a severe of Behind the silica area, Oh, no. I don't know what you're saying. He says that when we go a he went higher and higher. Those are two stages of the silic. Two stages. It's like histalkus when something removes. Why not at the same time? Why say two stages? It didn't rest there. Because it's just like there's ten spheres. There's all these worlds. I mean, there's kind of, I mean, what, we could ask a question about the whole shadish talsus. Why there's stages? Things happen in stages, or two dimensions, if you want to put it that way. And I got to go over this again because I think the sound went off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just put it back on. So be Kedush There was a revelation in the holy, in the holy of holies. He so said the three sections of the beis hamikdash. So you had bia is the outer section, kodesh is atzilus, and kodesh is higher than atzilus. So that was left. That's the ten miracles in the base of HaMikdash. And that's when he was, the Shekhinah was removed in Golas, when the Shekhinah left. So it says, Golusa, in exile, He he went up higher and higher. Leila Leila Bina is the first Well Le'ela begins in Keser. And the higher Leila is in Keser. That means we were struck twice. That it affected both the Erprimi and Ermakif. The internal energy and the higher, and the beyond, the transcendent energy. And that's why, That's why, also in the consolation, he has to console us all, twice, to bring us back both those energies. Like it says, like a man whose mother consoles him, that's also how I will console you. What's the Piddush? means mother, bina, that's the beginning, the primary beginning of cosmic order. That's the gili of er Pnimi. That reveals the er So what happened was, when the Besamigdash, we need a connection with God, both through Ere Pnimi and er makif, And Besamigdash took both away. And therefore, we need both returned. That's the energy that's Mamash Makhiv. The higher one. And that's the two. This is uh, having a problem. So this is v'zeo nachem u'atem hanaviim begili hanavur shugili And that's the two. This is having a problem. So this is v'zeo nachem u'atem hanaviim begili hanavur. That's nachem u'atem that the naviim, the the prophets, are revealing atzilas. That's erpniemi. What part? What do you mean part? Part of, the, part of what? Part of the they all made stuff and you know, I don't know what you mean speak what do you mean by part and all. Give me explain part, what the word okay. part means. Shkina, God manifested on this earth in Beis We had aprimi and ermarkis. Screen is aprimi so screen is in general God's presence on earth. Okay. Okay. So, and, that, and, and the Golas was that the, both elements both dimensions that were revealed in the of Middish right, so one went, up to, one went up to one went up to Bina one went up to no there's no one on one it's, it's, it's the same thing what, I mean, what, what do you mean by one on one so the two dimensions of Golas Le'ela or Le'ela it says that he went up and up so he says one is Bina one is Keser okay. he says this is the Siluk of Ermakif and Er both you could have only had one. You could have only had the first that You just, and that's it. But it went, no, it also, Ermakiv was also left. So we need to have a achama, consolation on both of them, that we should have them both back. But they both wound up in the same place. That's right. I don't know, where's this place you're talking yes, about? So they went, they went to Kesel, this, this is, is not there. physical. Right. Correct. Leela, correct. So he says, Le'el Bechin is Bino, Le'el Bechin is Kasser. Loksubuk Vain and Chseluk Ermaprimi Ermakiv. What do you ask me? If the Ermaprimi went into the Ermakiv? I don't know. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know. It makes it makes what difference does it make? The Ermaprimi went, went to, 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 to Bino, and the Ermakiv went up to. Uh, no, uh, Kasser is the Ermakiv. Right. They, they both wound up in Ketra, that's No, 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 no. It doesn't say such, such a thing. No, they both are not here. That's, that's, I know that. That's, that's all that's relevant. That are, that's right. all that's relevant. Where they ended up? That's right. That. where? where, where, where I this explains the tetra. No, why, why, why is it relevant where they ended up? Who cares? Okay. They ended up, they're not here with us. Where they ended up? They ended up concealed. Okay. Yeah. And then it's unconcealed by. by when God consoles, consolation. Consoles. One, one one consolation, the first level, is the revelation of Bina. And right. same thing. Anoichi, right. also Keser, also is revealed. Nice so what, what, what are you saying? I don't understand what you're saying. But that, is being, that, 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 that this stuff stuck in Bina... No, no, it doesn't say such a thing. It doesn't say anywhere that. Okay. It just says that there were two stalkers. One was the stalkers in Bina, and one was the the, the Keser. Okay. Both of them were down here on earth. Right. And both were removed. Right. That's the destruction of the Mishnah. Does that makes sense? Yes. And now we're bringing them back down. Right. So the first Nacham is the Nevim, Atam and You, the prophets, in the revelation of your prophecy, which is Netzach Vaheid of Atzilas, should console. And then there's the higher consolation, which comes from Atzmos Hablikvul. That's what it says, Nachmu So the first one, he says to the prophets, you console them with your level of atsilus the revelation of the of gvul era gvul and the second one is Nachmus ami i will now console, will console them with the era bligvul and this is the meaning speak to the heart of jerusalem and reach and call out to her Dabra speaking to the heart is the level of Er makif, the transcendental light, And calling out to her is the level of Er primi. Like he says in the in the second explanation, the Vyedaita and Veschanon, the the we can say this is what the Makif itself, will become literally primi binu somu 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 be machul somu be like it says elsewhere in somu be machul is the machul the the circle that they will make and all the tzadikim will be there shee shabla samakiba primo somu be machul they will place him in a circle circle is makif somu be machul means to place them machul is the union of the makif and the primi that the primi will be in inter- the makif will be internalized vyeslem is zoma shegam an khoma hayeni adeni adeni and, that, that, and we can say that's why even the second Nechama that comes from the Etzem, from the Vigvul, also came through the Prophets. Because later in the nevuah in the third week of the Shiva De Nechemta, we're going to learn that God himself comes to console. Here, everything is coming through the Neveim. The only difference is the Neveim give on their own, they give the erpnimi, the Nechama, that level from Bina, and they also reveal, and they give you also Aneche, and which is... Which means the makif is coming through the p'nimi. That's why first it says, speak to the heart of Jerusalem, and call out to her. So first speak to her, that is, giving them their makif. And then call out to her, internalize it. This is what it means, Molotsova. Um, that she's filled, when it says, mm-hmm. um, that she is filled with, um, I think it means, Molotsova. So, tzava usually means filled with, the, its, with its armies. But I think here it means, well, let's see how he interprets it. So, Molotsova, he says, this is the level. Is the That's the level of Molotsova. Okay. Ah, 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 ah. means it's filled with the armies, I think, of the enemy. So console, console, that's my nation. Speak to the heart of Jerusalem and, and call out to her. That she's filled with with enemy, maybe. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Bechinis Erepnimi, the level of internal energy. Because her sin was forgiven. Was was uh, what's the word nirtsa means consoled, was uh, pacified. Molotsova <laughs> is filled with sin, probably, filled with iniquity. That's what molotsova is. So it's filled with iniquity because that's after what happened after the destruction. So molotsova means molot, filled with it. Why? Because the sins were forgiven through the the drawing down of the of The misham who sliches havenis because from there comes the forgiveness of sins. So you on its own, and the erpniimi was filled with iniquity, and then that was forgiven. V'zeo nacham nacham ami nachmu atam nevi begilei nevuah. This is the double nachmu twice console my nation. Nachmu atam nevi you my prophets console them begilei nevuah shulam shalcha in the revelation of your prophecy, which is Netzach Haid, as he said, that's the drawing down of the Eir the internal energy. And the second, and additionally, console my nation to the level of a higher supernal consolation. That I console you, not just Ima, the Bina. in the revelation of the higher er transcendental energy. That should radiate. And be completely internalized. And that's called to the heart of the Speak to the heart of Jerusalem, Makiv, and call out to her in an internal way. We could also say, additionally, we can say, We learned earlier in chapter 8 that the interface of Atsilas is to two things. In order to create, to bring into being the lower worlds, and also to reveal. That's the two levels. That's in order to create. Is to reveal. Those two levels. The same thing is also in the root of the energies in the level of the. He's, that's what he, he adds here. That, Om Nam. Okay, that that's all. So there, there's those two dimensions. Om Nam However, the Ermakiv, the transcendental light, its root is in the infinite light. That's just the revelation of the essence. So K'may Marav like a a look and a color. V'loy K'may not like the sunlight. And it's also possible without any existence, without worlds. This is the light of the first day that was hidden. Hidden, that it should only be makif, Surrounding, not internalized. And according to the above, we understand the ami. So he sums up the makif and rooted in the two levels of the dimension of energy. So we just finished chapter 48, discourse 12 pages 83 through 85.